All right. Hey, folks. So today is the final part of the recomposition series. And today I'm going to do a roundup where I just go through a range of just final commentary regarding recomposition. You know, one of the cool things about being on YouTube is I get interactions with all of my audience in the comments. You guys have left some very intelligent and thoughtful comments. So what I've done is to create this video, I've put together five major talking points, which were all pulled from the comment section. So these comments are generated by you guys. And all I'm going to do today is just expand on them based on my experience with myself and also coaching. Um, so let's begin. First of all, I think a really important point about recomposition is that the very typical bulking and cutting cycles become a lot less appealing the older you get. Um, that is certainly true for me. Um, I am 42 this year, and uh, I don't really like the idea of going on a 20 to 30 pound bulk or more. It just doesn't appeal. I think some of the older guys will relate to this. Um, it's not like health gets bad per se, but health just becomes a lot more, I guess, fragile, is, is probably less robust, is, and you start to pay more attention to aches and pains and whatnot. And so the idea of trying to gain 30 pounds of weight to put on two pounds of muscle, if I'm lucky, across the course of a year, just doesn't appeal. And I think that's a fairly major factor for not only the older guys and girls, but also for some of the younger guys too. You may not want to deal with the physical and psychological ramifications of bulking. And we're not professional athletes. Yeah, I'm a YouTube guy, but you know, and I'm a coach, but I've done the majority of my lifting and my competing. so. I'm not that interested in pushing the boundaries anymore. Okay, I've had two decades of bulking and cutting. I don't really want any more. And for some of you younger guys, it'll be the same thing. And I think there's always this sense of almost shame attached to that. Like if you say, I don't want to do a bulk and a cut, I don't want to gain loads of body fat, there's there's almost a sort of a shame attached to that. Like you you have to for gains, or you don't have what it takes. You're not serious. Um, stop spinning your wheels. When the reality is there are other options and recomposition is another option. I'm, and I'm going to cover this point at the end, but I don't necessarily think it's the best option um, or the worst, but it's all situational. If it fits you and it allows you to train hard and make some progress, great. So the first point is that the bulking and cutting traditional bulk cut cycles, they become less appealing potentially as you age, but also for some people, even the younger crowd, you may just not want to do them. And rather than feeling forced into this um, box by a lot of influencers who are really pushing that bulking angle in a very sort of aggressive way, um, that might make you feel bad. You know, you might just think to yourself, well, maybe I don't want to do the bulking cutting, uh, but I still want to train. I still like to train hard. I still add weight to the bar whenever I can. I still perfect my form. I still enjoy the mental benefits of working out and I still get some good gains just from going to the gym, eating a quote unquote good diet and um, training hard. And I'm just want, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with that. So the first point is bulking cutting cycles can be less appealing to some people. Some people love them. For a long time I did. I loved the bulking cutting cycles. It was great. I really felt like I was getting somewhere and I, I just wouldn't have heard anyone say anything else. So I do understand some of the comments because I did get some comments which said, nope, you've got a bulk and cup, stop spinning your wheels. Um, 
you know, but I understand that perspective because I've been there before. But as I've coached more, as I've lifted more and had more life experience myself, I realize that it's, a, it's another option. So that's the first point. Second point is that there is a group of people who really do just want to look pretty good and above average all the time rather than very, very good followed by very, very bad in their own eyes. So pushing the bulking, cutting cycles tends to lead people to oscillating between periods of time where they really perhaps are maybe pushing the boundaries for how they feel about themselves psychologically. Maybe even pushing the boundaries of their health as well. I know there are plenty of people who have had the experience of bulking and at the top ends of the bulk, they've experienced problems with blood pressure. Now, yeah, it's fine if you're 20 years old, right? I mean, it's okay if you maybe if you're 30s, but at a certain point, you're probably going to want to pay more attention to those things because, well, they don't call blood pressure, the high blood pressure, the silent killer for no reason. So at a certain point, you're probably going to want to pay more attention. So some people just want to look pretty good all the time. They want to look above average all the time. Like me right now, I'm not shredded. I'm not completely lean, but I look big in a shirt. If I'm wearing a vest at the gym, I look good. I clearly work out. I feel good about myself at my age. I feel great about myself. So for a lot of people, they just want to look well-trained all year. They don't want that situation where they run into some family or some friends they've not seen for a while and um, they've been on a bulk. <laughs> and the other person says, hey, you, um, you're still training? <laughs> because you just look like a fat ass. Um, so you don't want, maybe you don't want that situation. And it's okay. You know, very few of us make money from this. Like, even I don't really. My number one gig is coaching. It's not YouTube. So yeah, the second point is most people just want to look pretty good year round and look like they lift. They don't want to look, you know, like a lot ass for a certain portion of the time and then really, really lean another portion of the time, but be miserable to boot. People just want to look good, feel good the majority of the time. And again, I'm here to say it's an option. Third one is the, um, the bulking cutting cycles often can come with a lot of psychological fatigue. Um, there can be a lot of strain on people from bulking cutting. I've seen this as a coach. This is something which isn't really talked about very much, but it's on both ends. Some people will come to me for coaching who have what I refer to as diet fatigue. They've essentially been trying to diet for sometimes years, maybe months, but sometimes I've seen people essentially being on a diet for years. And what they've done is at some point, they probably were unhappy with their bodies and they realized, well, they were told they had to do a bulk of cut. And we've all been there. So they started a cut. Diet went okay for the first time. They saw some results. Dropped 10 pounds, 20 pounds. Great. Then they went back on a bulk. Or maybe they rebounded. Maybe the diet wasn't quite how it should have been done. It generated a lot of diet fatigue and a lot of food focus. So they rebounded up real fast. Regained a lot of weight. And all of a sudden, they're back to where they started. And they're like, damn. You know that feeling when you've bulked too fast? And then they're like, damn, now I've got to cut again. Because I'm, but once I do this cut, that's it. Then I'm going to do a nice slow bulk. So the next time they're coming into the diet with even more diet fatigue. 
And so when they get to the end of the diet, there's even more rebound and they rebound even quicker. And I've actually known some people, um, usually, usually women, but some guys as well, who have been on this cycle for 20 years now. A, a friend of a friend I know, who's, uh, who mostly trains CrossFit now, she's essentially been doing this for about 20 years. Um, as a guy I know who I used to go to school with actually, he does this as well. Um, and he's been doing this for 20 years. Every few years on Facebook, he pops up with this massive weight loss transformation, but it's always the same pounds. He always loses the same 50 pounds and everyone congratulates him. You know, well done, well done, you lost it. A couple of years later, he has another transformation. Oh, I lost another 50 pounds, but it's not an additional 50 pounds. It's just the 50 pounds he put back on and he looks exactly the same. Now he's doing that. <laughs> he's been doing that since he was 20 and he's doing that at my age. That can't be good. He doesn't really lift that much either, but you see what I mean? There, there can be a lot of psychological fatigue because in the end, you, you end up trapped in this cycle of just constantly being on a diet. I've said this before. People end up having diet as a personality. Like, hey, my name is Faz, I'm on a diet. <laughs> you know, And it just becomes their entire personality. And on the other side, there's a psychological fatigue which comes with bulking where you just end up thinking, well, this is what I have to do. But one, the food doesn't taste as good anymore. I feel terrible. I feel sluggish. That's not good either. So recomping can often alleviate a lot of the psychological fatigue on both ends, bulking and cutting. It can just take off that stress. I mean, can you imagine for, for some of you who have been on bulking and cutting cycles forever, right? I'll tell you this, there is a lot of relief which comes from just saying, you know what, I'm just going to eat well. That's it. I'm just going to focus on the food quality. I'm not going to be bothered about bulking. I'm not going to be bothered about cutting. I'm just going to focus on feeling good. Now, if you've never experienced that before and you're just still stuck on this roller coaster of bulking and cutting, try it for a while. It is quite a large psychological relief. It takes away a lot of, um, I guess, um, neuroticism surrounding diet, which which we in the bodybuilding community, we generate that neuroticism. We generate that disordered thinking pattern of we've got to always be bulking. We've got to always be cutting because there's this fear of missing out. Well, if I'm not bulking and I'm not cutting, well, I'm just wasting gains. And you see it all the time. And I had similar comments, only one or two, but I had similar comments in the videos. It's like, well, you're just going to spin your wheels. Stop wasting your time. Why are you promoting people wasting their time? See, that's the FOMO. <clears throat> That's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. If you're not doing one or the other, you're just standing still. You're going nowhere. But it's not true, though, because training works. I mean, to say that if you're not bulking and cutting, you're not going anywhere, is to deny that going into the gym and lifting weights works. Of course it works. Of course it does. It's, you're still going to get gains. It's not like your body's just going to say no and stop the adaptive process. That's madness. So that's the third point. It can alleviate the psychological fatigue. Now, the fourth point is it can allow for harder and more voluminous training year round. I personally find, and particularly the older I get, that cutting generates quite a lot of fatigue. Now, I also found when I was younger that hard bulking generated a lot of sluggishness. Like I've, at peak mass, I was consuming four and a half thousand calories a day that generates a lot of fatigue. Um, it's not easy to eat that much food. And some of you guys will be eating more, 5,000, 6,000 regularly. So you have this 
bipolar situation where the cutting just gets really tiring. Um, bulking gets really tiring in another way. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, what is life? <laughs> I just want to feel normal. And you run into some of your friends from school, and they're just normal people with high energy all the time, feeling good about themselves, doing sports. And you're there, bulking season, stuffing your face. Or cutting season, sitting there having your chicken salad. It just becomes tedious. So the fourth point is that recomping can allow for just a generally better level of training year round because you have more energy to train. You're not dealing with all the digestive issues which come from heavy bulking and also you don't have the low energy which can come from cutting. So that in itself can drive the training forward a lot more. So you're you're building muscle by driving your training forward rather than building muscle by forcing food down your, down your face. Um, and the fifth point, and again, these are all points from you guys. You guys are amazing. You're, you're all really intelligent. You make some great points. The fifth point is, I don't think there is a best way. Okay. So what's, there is what's best for you. Now, I say this, having lifted for over 20 years, 20 years is a long time. For some of you guys, I know some of the younger guys, um, that's a lifetime for you. I've lifted for over 20 years now. It has been, yeah, like 24 years, basically. So that's a long time. <laughs> so there's been so much change in my life. And my life situation has changed so much, you know, from being basically a kid when I first started, uh, being quite fat, very under-muscled, you know, really bad genetic potential there, um, to then losing a lot of weight, gaining a lot of muscle back, being very competitive in sports, to then going later in my life to thinking, well, now I want to trim down a bit. I want to be trimmer and I want to look better and feel better all the time because I have more responsibilities now. I take care of uh, you guys, my YouTube channel. I also take care of my clients and I have way more responsibilities now. And just when you're older, you don't necessarily feel motivated to, um, to destroy the competition as you did when you were younger. So I don't think there's a best way. You will change dramatically over the course of a lifetime. And it's a wonderful process. I look back now and I think, wow, what a life. Been through so much. And um, so to suggest that there is only one way to do things, you, you must bulk and cut, just is very naive. Uh, and I just want to say, for some of you guys who who maybe think it's a, recent, it's a decent option to uh, recomp, but have never done it for fear of, oh, well, people are going to just say I'm wasting my time and I don't want to waste my time or it's the way they have to do things if I'm a bodybuilder I have to bulk and cut yeah well no definitely not certainly not if you're a natural bodybuilder I don't think it's necessary you and even if it's just for a short period of time let's say you want to recomp for a year just try it out see how it goes and maybe just ben take some of those benefits I've talked about today and over the last few videos but um I don't think there's a best way I think there is what is appropriate for you right now? For some of you, you'll be nodding your heads and you'll be agreeing and you'll try it and you'll really love it. You'll love alleviating the psychological fatigue. For others, you'll come in and go, this old guy's talking nonsense. Like, what does he know, right? <laughs> but as I say, there are just options. None of us do this for a living. We do this because it makes us feel good. It's good for our health. So don't put yourself in this box, this self-made prison, because it's not necessary. If you want to try recomping, fine. Nobody's going to put a gun to your head. Right, folks, I'm going to call it there. Um, I really enjoyed making this series. Um, you guys are just 
awesome with your comments and your your suggestions and yeah i uh, hope you all have a great weekend hope you enjoy the video take care take all the best